one day I was sitting there and um, kind of thought, well, I wonder if I still have access to the DMED. Um, it's been uh, several years since I completed my research. And I did, and I sat down and I started putting in everything I was seeing. And the numbers were coming back just horrific. Um, and, and we rolled out the VAC in the military in January of 2021. And so 10 months into 2021, the, the, the numbers were off the charts. And um, I called up Colonel Chambers and asked him, like, hey, tell me some things you're seeing. And I, and I started pulling those codes and asked him to take a look at the DMED. Asked Major Sam Sigaloff and, and uh, Lieutenant uh, Mark Bashaw to look in the database. And we couldn't believe what we were seeing. And all of what we were putting in were consistent with the things that we were seeing. Um, and, and you, you know, we kind of racked our brains. Um, it was very nerving because the data was so catastrophic. Um, my, my attorney was uh, very fearful for my life and um, how we would get that data into someone who could do something about it or look into it. And um, so we ended up uh, bringing that, that data to Senator Johnson, Ron Johnson, and um, within a few hours, uh, Moderna lost $140 billion in stock. Um, so, you know, in, in retrospect, people said, well, the 2021 data was accurate, but there was a supposedly for five years um, in our surveillance system uh, that was underreported. So they went back and they elevated all the previous year's numbers. But for something like that, you would say, so you mean to tell me that um, in the military, we've always had uh, uh, an pulmonary embolisms like, you know, 10 times the national average and the national average, including people all the way 90 years old. So are we to believe that our military has always been sicker than the general population and we just <laughs> didn't realize it? Well, it's an interesting day here on Truth Thursday. We've got a Navy Medical Corps service officer who's exposed hidden military health data, just like you heard Lieutenant Colonel Long, U.S. Army flight surgeon at the Army's Helicopter Training School. Welcome to the Rob Manis Show live here on the Red Voice Media Network, and welcome to our X Spaces audience over in the simulcast. It looks like Cat the Hammer is our producer over there, and I have to say this because I heard the last bit of the RBM Roundup, but no. Nobody says moron as good as United States Navy CB Chad Caton. That's hilarious. Uh, but this from the Children's Health uh, uh, Health uh, Defense folks. The U.S. Department of Defense whistleblower who released a trove of data in March from a Pentagon medical database showing a spike in myocarditis cases in the military in 2021 following the rollout of COVID-19 vaccines went public this week. Lieutenant Ted Macy, an active duty Navy Medical Service Corps officer, also revealed new data on COVID-19 vaccine injuries among service members and called on lawmakers to hold the Pentagon accountable. Well, in September 1, just a few weeks ago, uh, in that tweet, Macy asked Representative Matt Gates of Florida to 
quote, call for accountability from the Pentagon over the tens of thousands of injuries and untold amount of deaths from the illegal shot mandate, close quote. Macy added, quote, we're here for it. We have all the evidence. Just open the door already. We're at a boiling point, close quote. According to Macy, the new 2021 data, when compared with the average from the prior five years, show there were increases in numerous incidents of violence against self and others, including suicide attempts up 33%, intentional self-harm up 147%, and assault up 828%. Well, Lieutenant Ted Macy, welcome to the Rob Mana Show, sir. It's good to have you with us. I know we've had to reschedule this uh, a couple of times. I like, I, I like talking about uh, more on CB a little better, but. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's tough coming off RBM Roundup because it's a fast moving and, uh, uh, and uh, uses a lot of humor uh, to this show because we usually are discussing something very serious, but I can laugh too. Uh, and I just wanted to let Chad know that uh, uh, he does a great show uh, there. But uh, Ted, so give us a review of what you released in March of this year. I don't think a lot of people are aware of this this huge amount of data that's been being covered up by the DOD for several years now. We saw Lieutenant Colonel Long talk about the DMED. That's the database that, that houses uh, uh, military members' uh, uh, not just reactions to vaccines, but health issues uh, and tracks that data by code and all that. And and the, the really strange thing is that is that the the uh, the propagandists over in DOD and CDC said that for five years before that first batch of data was released uh, to uh, to Senator Johnson and the whistleblower showing this huge spikes in all these issues caused by the vaccine. They said for five years, our medical community and the military has been using uh, data that's incorrect. And the reset on it, like Long said, says that military people are sicker than the average American. Well, we all know that's bullshit. Uh, everybody that's served knows that's BS. I'm 62 now, I've been out for over 10 years, and I'm still healthier than the average American, even though I'm trying to eat my way out of it. You know? Yeah, so, no, it's incredible to think. Their excuse was um, a an upload error where it was only 10% um, in the, the, the five years prior. So that's how it showed that spike. And mm -hmm. if, if that was the truth, why was it only certain ICD codes? You know what I mean? It wasn't across the board. It wasn't a, an even percentage. So it, it's all nonsense. Um, and honestly, And Ted, your audio's cutting out. We've lost your audio there uh, for a second. Uh, uh, could you review the additional data that you released this last spring? Yes, so. Uh, Ted's audio again. Disco. And it looks.
looks like we've lost the signal. Let's go over to the Spaces audience real quick uh, while Disco works that technical issue. Uh, and Cat, uh, 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 looks like uh, we've got somebody with a hand up already. Tom? Tom Murphy? Yep. Thomas. Hey, Colonel. So, you know, I uh, served for 20 years as a U.S. Navy hospital corpsman. I worked directly with um, our, you know, our uh, Navy uh, Medical Service Corps officers. And, you know, I, I've done um, the administration of, um, you know, these medications for so long and seen so many side effects from it. And it's unbelievable that we are only now just getting these reports out. The Navy is very meticulous, very meticulous at documenting adverse reaction reporting for these, you know, immunizations so-called. So I applaud Lieutenant for, for standing up, for finally stepping out and saying, hey, you know, we do have this data. We can show the unempirical data that this is what is going on. And it's, I have to get, I have to give my hand, my hand to the Lieutenant for what he's doing. Uh, well, thanks, Tom. Uh, looks like we've got Ted back now. Uh, Ted, uh, uh, that was Tom from our Spaces Live audience there. He, he's a Navy medical corpsman uh, that has worked in that community for 20 years, and he apl was applauding you uh, for uh, stepping up uh, to release this data. Uh, so the spring data in March that, that you uh, exposed was about adverse reactions to the vaccine. Uh, is that correct? It was, yes. So um, myocarditis, obviously, because that's a that, that's one that's that everybody knows about. Um, and then we get into like pulmonary embolisms. And, and uh, basically, the I submitted a bunch of stuff to them to Johnson's office, um, permanent subcommittee on investigations. Right. And they they took what was already put out the prior time. So they they wanted to see what exactly matched. Um, and send the same letter back with, with the same information um, with the updated numbers that are correct according to the DOD right now. They, um, Cisnero, uh, Undersecretary Cisneros uh, sent a letter back to Ron Johnson and um, acknowledged that it's correct and it's happening. However, they claim it's from the virus opposed to the shots, even though it, all the spikes started in 2021 when we know COVID-19 started in the winter of 19 and 20. So, yeah, that's a pretty easy statement to debunk. Like you just pointed out, the, right. the spikes began in 2021. The disease right. that, as far as we know, began in early 2020. I believe it started actually in the in the early fall of 2019 and hit America right. in November. Uh, quite frankly, that's that's my opinion based on some facts that I know uh, that are anecdotal only. But uh, uh, so those were so so the spikes in myocarditis and uh, and those kinds of issues that we were hearing about from the very beginning with Lieutenant Colonel Long and that and that group uh, were real. Is right. what I'm hearing, right? Uh, so now yeah. in September. 
you've released more data uh, that they have been keeping hidden from us. Uh, and I mentioned a little bit of it in the opening, but if you want to review that real quick, uh, uh, we've got the time to do it before we go to our first commercial break. Uh, I'd like to get that out on the table because that, that, that seemed, that's why I wanted to get you on now uh, because when I saw these numbers and heard these issues, I was like, oh my gosh, we, we have problems in these areas anyway. So, um, what, yeah, what so I was talking with um, the same people, the, the initial whistleblowers um, and Mark, and uh, we were just talking in the, in the kitchen and BSing, and, and uh, my wife was like, what about, let's look at uh, external cosmorbidities. Like, she, she didn't realize that's the name of it, but once we looked into it, that's what they ended up being, but anything that you would, wouldn't associate directly with the shot, just to kind of see see what the numbers are there. And once we started looking at those, that's when it we were just blown away. Like, how how is something going up? You know, seventy three hundred percent. I mean, when it it's, it sounds incredible the number, uh, but when it for, for that instance in water transport vehicle accidents. Um, it was 1.2 average per year for the five years prior, and then it went to 90 in 2001. Hmm. Um, so it, these numbers, like the salt is up around 800. Uh, and what I was saying in the article, it's just, that sort of thing, as you know, Rob, would be considered ripe for a, a stand down like almost right away. I mean, that, that's something that's just, it's bad. It's bad news and, and they're acknowledging this stuff and they, they just don't care. It's, it's incredible. Like, and people- Yeah, just, just the increases, uh, Ted, in uh, suicide, self-harm uh, and assaults uh, at that magnitude, commanders, uh, uh, even before their bosses told them, they would be apoplectic in trying to figure out what's causing uh, this uh, if they were aware of the data. And that's the problem. Uh, if the data is not shared with the commanders, there's not a damn thing we can do about it. Well, we've got to take our first commercial break, Ted. When we come back, we'll talk about the propaganda narrative. Uh, and uh, and I want to talk a little bit about this, this order that came from SECDEP and the assistant SECDEP of Health Affairs memo that you mentioned in a tweet earlier this week. So I'm Rob Manus, uh, Red Voice Media Network. We are dangerous because we bring you the facts and the truth, and we'll be right back after this message. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled, it won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against the failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences.
consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. Tonight, a new study on the COVID-19 vaccines found more cases of heart inflammation than expected among members of our U.S. military. It is raising questions about the role of exercise. Our ABC 10 News anchor Derek Stahl is going in depth to explain why experts say the vaccine's benefits still greatly outweigh the risks. From January through the end of April, the military administered 2.8 million doses of the vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna. A new study describes how 23 service members later developed chest pain and sought medical attention. Tests showed it was myocarditis. Myocarditis uh, is an inflammation of the heart muscle. And typically, this is seen in response to an infection. Dr. Christian Ramers is with Family Health Centers of San Diego. There's like 15 or 20 common offenders. Uh, things like uh, chicken pox can do it. Things like enteroviruses that cause uh, infections in kids can do it. Last week, the CDC said there was a likely link between a few hundred cases of heart inflammation and the vaccines. And the military study adds more evidence. They found all 23 cases were in men. All happened within four days of vaccination, and most happened after the second dose. When the researchers broke down the numbers after the second dose, they say they'd expect to find between zero and eight cases of myocarditis from other causes. Instead, they found 19. The majority of people will not only get better, but they'll get better very quickly. UCSF's Dr. Peter Chinhong says the condition often involves sharp chest pain or shortness of breath at first, but it usually resolves uh. fast, a lot of times without treatment. Most of the military cases had no symptoms within a week. Doctors aren't sure why the condition is more common in boys and young men, but the case Cases in healthy, fit military members are renewing questions about the role of exercise. People who develop myocarditis are told to avoid vigorous exercise for three to six months so the heart has time to heal. Welcome back to the Rob Manus Show, uh, where it's Truth Thursday, and we are talking to the latest military officer to expose the Department of Defense and the services for hiding critical health data uh, regarding the health readiness of our military service members uh, post-COVID-19 uh, vaccination. Lieutenant Ted Macy is that man, Navy Medical Service Corps officer. Welcome back, Ted. Uh, now, that clip uh, was pretty good at showing what I see as the propaganda coming from the government. You know, it's exercise that's causing this myocarditis. It goes away really quickly. It's not that big of a concern. I mean, you get, you get that sense from, from that total clip, uh, uh, what was coming across there, but that's not the truth, is it? Oh, and I, before I go any further, obviously everything is my, of my opinion, not the DOD. Um, so I was thinking about the last segment, and I just wanted to, I was thinking about something that uh, had to do with, what was it? Um, the, so Pfizer's fact sheet, the provider fact sheet, where they get some of the stuff they drew to, into the memo that you're going to talk about, um, yeah. 
on the same fact sheet, it says myocarditis is an issue. So the DOD won't even admit what Pfizer and the FDA admits. And it's like, it just, I don't know, it's just not even smart politics or whatever they're playing. Um, it's, it's so apparent that they're just not going to admit anything. And it's, it's, well, yeah, what got my attention on that particular uh, adverse reaction issue was uh, Lieutenant Colonel Long. Being a flight surgeon, I flew for 25 years, so you know we pay very close attention to the the cardiopulmonary systems of our aviators, as you know. Uh, I mean, most citizens may not know that, so so it showed up there. Uh, and some of the things I've seen from her uh, beyond just the clip we saw there is that she's been very concerned about potential heart issues in the cockpit while controlling the aircraft uh, uh, across the board, fixed wing, helicopter pilots, you, you name it. Uh, it's a very dangerous situation uh, to for the DOD not to acknowledge that this is a really serious issue that's got to be monitored in these men and women that have had this vaccine, especially in jobs like pilot, you know, uh, heavy equipment operator, working with dangerous materials, those kind of things, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys have flight physicals frequently for a reason, and it's obvious. It's just it's unbelievable. Yeah, what are, what are some of the other bigger issues that you're seeing now that a couple of years have gone by uh, that have really uh, hurt the force from a readiness perspective uh, uh, and uh, from a health issue, adverse reaction issue to the vaccines? Are, is, is it getting worse, better? Uh, are there bigger issues than the myocarditis now? Some of them are increasing. Some of them spiked in 2021 are, and are decreasing. Um, and besides just overall health, uh, which is, it's bad right now. Like there's so many overweight people. Um, yeah. and I don't know if that's from the lockdowns, the depression, the COVID shot, it's the food. Um, I think everything's having, having a piece to do with it. The lower PT standards, skipping, skipping the uh, physical readiness tests for year and a half or whatever it was during COVID. Yeah. Um, there's no incentive there to keep in shape if you weren't someone who does it, you know, naturally or whatever, but um, pulmonary embolism, like, so besides the DMED part, uh, anecdotally, just in my clinic, uh, we had a 23-year-old with pulmonary embolisms. He's now med medically separated. Um, let's see. Tinnitus, now hearing aids with a person who had tinnitus, a stroke, uh, a death three days after the second shot in, in bed, another young 20-something. Wow. Um, and then also, uh, this isn't wasn't on base, but it was somewhere else. Uh, a pilot died 10 days after the second shot. And mm -hmm. then last month, someone... They couldn't revive the person from having a ventricular uh, fibrillation. I think that's what it's called. But yeah. So I mean, this shit's happening, and it, it's that. That's why I'm frantically trying to push our Congress people to do something. I mean, we have Senator Johnson, who at least uh, is exposing it and, and hold, you know, doing what he can with his being one guy. Um, and I think two reveals. Senator Tuberville is trying to, I think he's catching on to some things too. He put something out on the uh, 
on the 7th recently asking about the, uh, the shot mandate. And yeah, because we're hearing rumors that the shot mandate's coming back in DOD. Uh, is that correct? Is that accurate? I would, I've heard it too. And allegedly they're trying to pass this one off as approved, even though, Let's take a look at what the uh, national security spokesman said about the original SECDEP order and then compare that with what you put out with a memo that the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs memo said. And let's just let's just expose this now so when they get to do it again, we can we can just stay on the courts with them. Uh, just go play that clip. Uh, uh, clip 1A for me. Released the secretary's memo with respect to mandatory vaccinations for COVID-19. He has determined after careful consultation with medical experts and military leadership, and of course with the support of the president, that mandatory vaccination against the coronavirus disease, COVID-19, is necessary to protect the safety of our service members and our force. Mandatory vaccination will only use COVID-19 vaccines that receive full licensure from the Food and Drug Administration in accordance with FDA-approved labeling and guidance. Mandatory vaccination requirements will be implemented consistent with DOD immunization program instruction 6205.02, in other words, the existing structure and regulations that, that uh, govern uh, policies and procedures for managing mandatory vaccination across the force. This is consistent with the department's efforts to ensure the safety of our service members and again, to maintain the readiness of the force. With that, we'll take questions, Bob. Okay, so Ted, the key thing that he said there that uh, the order said is that it has to be FDA approved vaccine, correct? Yes, so, and, and as you know, in the military, words matter. Um, yeah. When he, when I so I went to a legal uh, officer school, it's about a month long thing, and they teach you the basics, and then you can um, facilitate NJPs and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, but they taught you these words like shall, must, will. Those all have meaning, especially in a memorandum when it's the entire force. So when they yeah. say you will use an FDA and, and that's it, then that means that's it. There's no the other option was if you can uh, under that first sentence that he was reading from. Um, that you can optionally take an EUA drug, which was the entire problem, was we had zero approved drugs, and yet to this day we don't. They can, they can that, say that we approved the by, PLA. So, yeah. yeah. And that, that gets to the memo you released along with that video. You released that video again, but with the memo from the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce her name, uh, Ms. Terrell. Uh, Terry Adderham, uh, and that contradicted what he just said, didn't it? If I read it correctly, I'll let you explain it. You can go ahead and speak to that. Sure. So the memo, she claims in a, tw a tweet or an X or whatever you call it, a repost or post, um, that her memo was to give service members a choice, which that's not the way every commander in the military took it. But um, so the memo was to say the EUA drug is the same formulation and can be used interchangeably with the approved version. 
So basically, we don't, without saying it, we don't have it, so use the EUA drug. Um, but they were, it wasn't an option. And um, it, it's, it's the, the JAGs, like, it, to write that memo, it wasn't done by an M, it wasn't done by her. There's, it went through legal process, so that it obviously it got by some JAGs, which no law, and omitted law, and uh, and when that interchangeability part of it, that's on the same sheet of the provider fact sheet. On the bottom of it, where below the interchangeability part, it says legally distinct, and they omitted that part, obviously, to. To push it and um so, so let me stop you right there for a second so the eua drug that everybody was given because the fda approved one uh, that was ordered uh wasn't available uh was legally distinct from the fda approved drug even though they tried to say yeah it's the same it's the same mixture etc right is it, did i understand that correctly right that's what they said and um it, under law 1107a there's another one. Um, it, you have the absolute absolute uh, right to accept or refuse anything emergency use. That includes masking and testing. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's. So that makes the order really, and that's why some of these courts that have looked at it have said this order is illegal. Uh, the original order from the SECDEP is because you can't, you can't order somebody to take an emergency use drug. Right. So his his memorandum, his order, the memorandum, was legal. However, there's nothing to follow through with it. So I don't know if it was to cover his butt or what, but. They, there's nothing there to, uh, so like if, if, so I don't know, that's, I, I go back and forth on that one, because it's like, is it considered an order because they kept saying it's an order for from him, or is it going to be like left up to the commanders because his wording was like, well, I said it must be FDA approved. Um, and then they came up with the interchangeability memo, which says, well, it was, just, it was a choice for you guys when, no, it wasn't like. Yeah. We have so many people got kicked out, and it, and it was over, you know, an illegal shot, man. But the the thing well, is, Garvey, is uh, the lower level commanders gave the order uh, that forced people to get military punishment, discharges uh, when they weren't really warranted based on based on disobeying an order. Uh, those orders couldn't be legal if they're. Uh, people to get an EUA drug when the secretary's memo said it has to be FDA approved. That's the legal right. distinction, right? Right. But they, they just threw their hands up and once that other, once that interchangeability memo come, came out, they go, well, that's it. You got to take that now. So it, it was so frustrating the entire time. And um, yeah, it, so it, that's the other thing that, that people may not have picked up on is the BLA approval on August 23rd, which triggered SecDef's uh, memo. Yeah. That BLA was rescinded the same day. And then the one that they claimed to be the same formulation when that quote unquote approved community drug came out in the spring of 2022 was a monovalent. And it was a different, well, they're both monovalent, sorry. But it was a uh, do not dilute 
and the EUA was must dilute. So they would get like six uh, shots out of that one. So it wasn't even the same formulation. Like they would, like all of it just falls apart when you look at it in its face. And, the, memo, the memo lied. The memo that said they were the same, the identical formulation was a lie. that correct? Okay. It's well, let's go over to the live audience and spaces. I think Angelo's, uh, Angelo's got his hand up. Angelo, uh, what you got for us? Well, um, that's very concerning that there's, you know, the deep state is hiding things. And, you know, I, I have worked in DC. Um, DC is very um, shady. And, you know, the health industry, you know, needs to be held, held accountable, the DOD, um, the DOJ. And, you know, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with uh, what the um, lieutenant said about, you know, how they've shifted their messaging. Um, and, and, you know, I'm 23 years old and, and I have autoimmune things, you know, and I have asthma. And I've never gotten the the um the COVID vaccine at all. Um, I'm genuinely concerned that just folks are dying suddenly from this. Yeah. That's extremely concerning to me. So so yeah. And, and you're and you're right, Angelo, to be concerned. My nineteen my soon to be nineteen year old son, we have not let him get that vaccine because of these issues and he's very healthy. Uh, he's healthy in the way that uh, things were pre-pandemic, uh, not the way that these people that have gotten the shot are now uh, having all these issues and, and even becoming obese and those kinds of things, uh, as Ted mentioned. Well, we've got to take our next uh, commercial break, Ted. Uh, we'll let you address Angelo's comment and question after the break, uh, uh, just before we jump into the next part of this discussion. I'm Rob Manus, Red Voice Media Network. We're live. We are telling the truth and bringing out the facts. We'll be right back. If you're like me and you want to be prepared for the unexpected. That's where the wellness company's emergency medical kit comes Over in. Over 40% of Americans say that they would avoid a doctor or a hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation. Medical emergency kits with ivermectin. The kit contains eight potentially life-saving medications for you to keep on hand in the event of natural disasters, supply chain shortages, medical emergencies, or like an apocalyptic situation. These are the actual medications that you would need in the event of certain situations. So they've got emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics. is the, the premier tool in probably the world for monitoring health and safety signals in our soldiers. It's paid for by our federal government. It's a very expensive project, and it's something that uh, is done to, to look for safety signals in our soldiers. So if there's a huge spike in some random disease or some random this or some random that, uh, it triggers 
them looking at this. The DMED data is pulled from the uh, the uh, uh, the health the, the military healthcare system, which is it's viewed generally is is a very very good source of data because of the fact that if you're a soldier, you go to the doctor for you know the military. The military has all your records. You go regularly; it's consistent. So they have very very good data there. At least that's what they used to say. And if I ask you about the results of DMED data, is there a way you could tell me or give us some um, veracity, you know, authentication foundation? How do we know the DMED data have accuracy to that has accuracy to them? Well, the DMED data used to be considered very accurate. And what happened was is, uh, and I believe you're alluding to my testimony with Senator Johnson. I'm going to get there, of course. Okay. Uh, well, then, let, if you, if with your, with your permission, let me explain that. Uh, we had several soldiers that came to me, and they were heroes because they were—they've been—I mean, they've been through the ringer. Uh, they came with it to me, and they said that, "Hey, you know, we watch this DMED database, and the DMED database—the purpose of it is to keep our soldiers safe. What are they being exposed to? If we're doing something, what's happening to them?" So we're paying a lot of money for, uh, you know, good results on this. They said, since we've been giving these vaccines, what we've seen is skyrocketing issues, hundreds of percent increases in very specific things. Not everything, but very specific things. You didn't see an increase in broken ankles. You saw an increase in neurological issues, an increase in cancers. You know, things that we're now seeing a lot of connections to coming out in the press, uh, with these vaccines, things that people like Dr. Ryan Cole and Dr. Peter McCullough have talked about for quite some time. Well, welcome back to the Rob Manus show. That was attorney Tom Rins testifying there about the uh, DMED database issue that we've discussed uh, a couple of times during the show with uh, uh, with uh, Navy Medical Service Corps officer Lieutenant Ted Macy, who has released uh, more data, uh, especially the skyrocketing uh, assaults, more suicide attempts, uh, attempts to self-harm. Uh, those three issues are, uh, are very dangerous because we were high in suicides on active duty and everybody knows about the 22 a day amongst veterans already. Ted, uh, welcome back. Uh, and uh, Angelo's comment before the break there, uh, he's 23 years old, he's not gotten the shot. I don't recommend anybody getting these shots uh, anymore at all, uh, quite honestly. Uh, my mother's 82, she never got it. She got COVID, very mild, and she even had a comorbidity comorbidity, uh, type two diabetes. Uh, uh, and and uh, best, she told me the other day, the best thing I ever did was not get that vaccine. You know, and she's a person that religiously gets the flu shot, you know, religious about it uh, and other vaccines for the elderly that have been uh, devised over the years. Uh, so uh, I think Angelo's he's right to be very concerned. I just want to give you a chance to comment on his his input. It's not good. I mean, uh, especially at 23 and um, knowing what could be might not be right for him, just not even taking the chance, especially with the um, issues that he's had, that he has. Um, thank God, because I mean, it could they could have been exacerbated by a lot, and he, he did the right thing. Yeah. I, mean, I hope he, he talks to his other friends at his age that um, you know may not know better. Because I, I know when I was at CB at 23, I would have gotten the shot. I probably wouldn't have thought anything of it, um, and then you know. So good for him. That's awesome. 
Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, so uh, to get back to the data collection issue and, and really what the data is telling the medical community in the Department of Defense now, uh, uh, has it uh, reorient has DMED been reoriented to be uh, where where you all in the medical community now have more confidence in it after this so-called correction uh, uh, that uh, that really it threw everybody off. I mean, as a commander, I was like, that's that's extremely concerning. That if I've been making decisions for five years on my people, or my doctors have been making decisions on on our people for five years uh, that are completely uh, uh, off kilter. Yeah. Um, not sure how popular the system is right now. Probably because it has answers that no one really wants that have been complicit in this thing. Um, yeah. So, I, and honestly, like I've we've thought of how things like accidents, right? So you, get, you can get the, a group of ICD codes under accidents and they went up like average around 1,000. Then 2021, they went to 4,000. And 2022, they're at 8,000. Like if you see the line graph, it just yeah. skyrockets. And I, I've got some of the numbers in a still. Uh, let's go br bring up still number two. Uh, uh, the arrows indicate increase in percentage increase, I believe. Do you have that one? There it is. Uh, now these are cancers, uh, ovarian dysfunction up 38.2%. Uh, uh, lot, I mean, myocarditis over 130%, uh, heart disease, uh, wow. That's uh, different forms of heart disease developing in pilots uh, uh, in both helo and fixed wing. You can you can bring it down uh, now, Disco. Uh, I mean, those are uh, those are major increases in extremely concerning diseases and conditions that uh, in people that shouldn't have those. You know, and, and Renz mentioned the neurological issues. That could have something to do with these suicides, self-harm, and assault increases for sure. Uh, we've seen that before in all the studies that, that we commanders have been uh, told to look at. Uh, neurological conditions like combination PTSD and TBI injuries coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, uh, you see a lot of increase in those types of uh, issues and everything else associated with it. Uh, right. And so, like you mentioned, the neurological issues, right? So I pulled slips, trips, stumbles, and falls. That's the actual, you know, right. yeah. definite of the, and uh, those are up ridiculous amounts. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, that could be attributed to it. I, it, I mean, I think it, it is. Um, yeah. I don't have, obviously we don't have the evidence for it because uh, no one will look into it, even though we have these programs that we pay Unisant, uh, you know, twenty million dollars in labors and labor fees. Never mm -hmm. mind, you know, all, all yeah, of it's sketchy, Rob. It's not none of it yeah. smells right, and we don't well, have anyone to. Sketchy. None of it smells right, and, and, and if we've lost confidence in our Department of Defense, then we've lost confidence in every institution in this country. And it's really sad. Uh, let's go over to the live audience again. I, I think we've got uh, James, I think, has got his hands up. Cat, 
police state NWO. Uh, what you got, James? Mute button. Hey, James, you're right. Hey, James, you're really bad. Oh. Hello? Hello? That's better. Don't think that's going to work. Yeah, I don't have him, Kat. Yeah, it's just got the noise here, too. Okay, well, we've got to take our next, uh, our last commercial break. We're talking with Lieutenant Ted Macy, Navy Medical Service Corps officer that's revealed uh, even more covered up uh, medical data about the health readiness of the force uh, and the impacts of the COVID-19 vaccine that we're, that we're seeing, but apparently not doing a whole lot about. I'm Rob Manus, we'll be right back. Interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets dial 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465 this invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your ira or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences don't let biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar call 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. government is forging ahead with its vaccination program this despite uh, reports of potential adverse effects of COVID-19 vaccination in South Africa in other parts of the world as well but this could be interrupted as three NGOs have approached the Pretoria High Court to force uh, the state to stop the vaccinations COVID Care Alliance transformative health justice and free the children save and free the children save the nation claim that the COVID-19 vaccines are dangerous and harmful. Good evening and welcome to Unfiltered with me, Aldrin Simpier. So government is continuing with its booster shots campaign. Tonight we interrogate this in this discussion with the professor of...
Welcome back to the Rob Manus Show. We're talking with uh, U.S. Navy Medical so Service Corps Officer Lieutenant Ted Macy about the uh, the new data that he's discovered is being ignored, covered up. Uh, it's now been made public uh, about the adverse reactions to the COVID-19 vaccine and other increases in medical concern issues that are very concerning, uh, like uh, suicide attempts, uh, intent to self-harm, and uh, assaults. Uh, the assault one really blew me out of the water, Ted, and I wanted to show that clip just to show everybody it's not just the United States uh, that seeing these reactions and these medical concerns uh, that are both initially after the shot and then in the long term, uh, th these uh, responses of the human body and the mind uh, to this is uh, it's really it's really scary for a lot of people. But the the assault one, have you dug into that at all, or is anybody at all? Uh, in the medical community doing any kind of analysis on those numbers at all? No, not that, I, not that I'm aware of. Um, so DMED, it's, it's, a, it's kind of limited. So if you try to drill down by base or uh, region and, and the numbers aren't too large, they're gonna show up as zero because they claim they don't want to someone to be able to identify someone with the certain disease, which I don't even, it doesn't even make sense, but um, yeah. Uh, I, sorry, my kids. I just got distracted. Um, they hear my the, dogs all the time. Say it again? I said they hear my dogs all the time, so that's okay. The kids are okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I it's just Radio silence. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, uh, all the time, uh, trying to reach our congresspeople. I mean, I, I I've been in touch with um, Congressman Gates' office, the general counsel, um, Thomas Maskey's, and it's kind of like, yeah, we're looking into it, but it's been months. Yeah, months, I think. So I, that we got, no that. Yeah, we got them to do a heavy lift uh, by putting the repeal of the man the initial mandate in the NDAA for sure. And, I, and I'm sure they're looking at it going, oh, what else can we do? Well, the what else we can do is put in the NDA a requirement to study this data. Uh, for goodness sake, we pay all these millions and billions of dollars for these systems uh, and for, uh, for uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the National Academy of Science that does studies and those kinds of things. Uh, uh, because for goodness sake, uh, if these people that are on active duty and in the reserves and guard right now in this cohort get to the veterans system, uh, it's gonna make the veteran system, which is already not that good uh, and overwhelmed, even worse. Uh, you know what I mean? And people will fall through the cracks, uh, uh, et cetera. Uh, and not to mention the impact on the missions. Uh, the mission readiness uh, is uh, issues, potentiality is very concerning. Uh, so your medical leadership and the ops leadership working with them, uh, they're just, they're just, uh, radio silent on this. Yes, I mean, they. everybody's complaining about how we're uh, hemorrhaging people from 
-hmm. from the medical staff. Uh, we were losing a lot of people. And it, it, it's either pay or just other reasons that I don't want to say, but we're, it, I haven't, I've never seen it this bad. Um, and it's, it's putting a burden on the providers that have to take the load, floating panels and everything. And it, it's, it's, it's not fun. It's an added stress that could easy, easily be alleviated. I mean, we sent hundreds of billions to Ukraine that don't even want to track that, but you know, we can't get a $6,000 pay raise for someone who wants to stay. And then they go, Nope, sorry, we don't have the money. It's, it's out of control. And then um, to the point of uh, the NDAA, that that was a Band-Aid. That was like, okay, stop the mandate, great. But 8,400 service members, active duty, like, for instance, Jordan Carr is an intel officer in the Air Force. She right. has a wealth of knowledge. Mark Bashaw, dude was in 17 years, and he's an entomologist. And he, had, he was an awesome leader, good dude, uh, and had a lot to offer. And they kicked him out after 17 years. Um, so I, I just, uh, there's no excuse for Congress. I mean, I ask yeah. my, my, myself, why aren't they going after these things? And I mean, so I just, I, I, you can chalk it up to their bot. I mean, half of them are paid, uh, have pack money from Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson and all these places like, like Boeing and Raytheon. And all, it's like, it, it's so easy to spot these, these people. And it's, it's 98% of them maybe more, and uh, it, it, it's our fault, too, for being complacent, yeah. um, wanting, wanting to be left alone. Um, and we're, we're left with these feckless people. And yeah. uh, so I, I can't stress enough, Rob, to, to, for people, if they don't understand, like, if they don't know who to vote for or whatever, right? In the primary, because that's where it matters. Once after the primary, you already have your chosen candidates by the establishment, so it's too late. So that guy or girl who can't raise that much money but has a lot of support with uh, people that are close, and um, that's the person you want. I mean, they're, they're driven. They're not doing it because they, you know, people who haven't been past politicians. Like, I know you ran for Senate. You're, you're a grassroots guy, and you, and you did really well. Um, but... What do they do? They crush you. They'll send McCarthy and put $15 million against you on their opponent. Like, people need to realize this This is how it works. And it starts at the most local level with city council. Even school board is getting extremely politicized. Um, and people can look it up. They just need to go to fec.gov, look up their who's paying them and their PACs, through PACs. And then uh, their state department of uh, elections. I mean, yeah. And if, yeah, money if makes. Money out, makes I'll, teach, like, money. I'll teach you how to do it. Yeah, got, it's all about, yeah, it's all it's all about money, Ted. Uh, Washington D.C. Uh, Victoria Sparks, uh, who's a congresswoman that was taking Garland to task yesterday, uh, saw her today, and, and she said it very eloquently. Washington D.C. is all about money, and money makes the world go around up there. Uh, and uh, but you're absolutely right. I mean, if you you have a candidate that has no money, but is but is uh, saying the right things and in it for the right reasons, you should really vote for him, no matter what the uh, establishments, the mouthpieces say for sure, because nothing's going to change. But, you know, I used to have faith in the Department of Defense uh, and everything, uh, but uh, even that institution has completely gone down the tubes. I mean, we just had 
a Marxist, racist chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff that's driven the Air Force into the ground uh, from a readiness perspective, uh, confirmed for chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Just happened. Uh, you know, so uh, it's like out of the frying pan into the fire. We get rid of Millie, uh, and then we get this guy uh, who's focused on diversity hires as opposed to combat readiness. And uh, those two do not uh, support each other. Oh, let's go over for one last uh, comment or question from the live audience. Kat, I know you're there and you've got something to say. You know me too well. Um yeah, I've been listening to this whole thing about all the COVID stuff, the vaccines, and you know what I what I did? I didn't keep track of, well, I thought it was heinous what the military did, basically forced it on these young men. They they had they didn't need it. We all know that now. Um, but also what I was telling somebody in the space during the break is what I um, have collected over, I don't know, a few, just a few months time was all the articles that started popping about all these young athletes just dropping dead suddenly after they'd been vaccinated. And sadly, I have like 50 of them and I did a thread with them and it's, I find it disturbing. And some people are like, well, out of, out of all the people that were vaccinated, it's only 50. I'm like, yeah, it's only the 50 that we know about. There's, yeah. I think there's so much going on out there um, that they haven't, they haven't even, they're not attributing it to vaccination, vax injury. Um, and I also know that the, the other side of that spectrum was I have a paramedic friend who watched an ER doc sign off on a, um, a guy that was killed in a wreck, and I'll make it really quick. It was an obvious traumatic brain injury, very obvious. And he signed it off and attributed to COVID because like you said, it's all about the, it's all about the Benjamins, all about money. They're getting thousands of dollars for COVID deaths. Very sad. It is very sad. Well, thank you for hosting the Spaces audience today. And thank you to that audience. We greatly appreciate you all. Uh, and Ted, uh, thank you for coming on. It takes great courage for, for men and women like you to step up. And, I, and I've interviewed uh, uh, many of them on this show. I'm glad to have finally gotten to have you on to talk about this critically important issue. And uh, we'll continue to help you share it. Uh, where can folks find you on social media before we let you go? Uh, and how can they support you? Yeah, sure, so uh, it's on X at Ted underscore Macy. That's T-E-D underscore M-A-C-I-E. Um, and it, honestly, we're not going to we're not going to change DC the way it is. So we have to do it ourselves through um, talking to our friends, doing podcasts and interviews and whatever else you can. I mean, just talking to your friends does something, and uh, giving them the truth is what matters. And we need to exactly right. put a lot that's of that out. So I appreciate that's why it. The show exists, and that's why you're on this show. I've had Jordan Carr on here, and uh, and many others. Uh, and uh, we're still fighting for them, too, to get reinstated if they want to uh, or to at least be uh, uh, given reparations uh, for their service uh, and for the really shoddy way folks were treated like them uh, on the way out of the service. Well, thank you very much, Ted. We appreciate it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the Rob Manus Show today. Uh, now, get, get active local. Local action has national impact. Call your congressman, follow Ted Macy at Ted underscore M-A-C-I-E, share his stuff, follow the people that you see him retweet because like Jordan Carr, the former Intel officer, those kind of folks are all following each other and they're sharing their information. We need to make that audience wider and deeper 
and louder. That's what this is all about. So I'll see you Monday because today's my Friday uh, and it's more war Monday and we're talking China. I, I miss hearing Donald Trump say China at that podium when talking about the Wuhan China virus. Uh, uh, so maybe he'll bring that back one of these days. And Tucker is still laughing. <laughs> cronies have lost over three trillion of america's retirement savings in 2022 alone with inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing do you have a plan to protect your wealth our friends at american alternative assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your ira or 401k into a gold ira fact is you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax deferred status Visit protectfrombiden.com today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A-plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. If you're like me and you want to be prepared for the unexpected. That's where the wellness company's emergency medical kit comes Over in. Over 40% of Americans say that they would avoid a doctor or a hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation. Medical emergency kits with ivermectin. The kit contains eight potentially life-saving medications for you to keep on hand in the event of natural disasters, supply chain shortages, medical emergencies, or like an apocalyptic situation. These are the actual medications that you would need in the event of certain situations. So they've got emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics. and dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country, and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books, they are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember... The land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud. 